Welcome to Salt and Light with Pastor Rodney Finch. Salt and Light is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cary. Jesus, speak to me. Open your word and reveal your heart to me. Salt and Light is a series of verse-by-verse studies through the Bible, focusing on its practical application to our everyday lives. Salt and Light is recorded live at Calvary Chapel, Cary, in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching from the book of Revelation, chapter 13. So grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney. The Antichrist, the false prophet, causes all, both small and great, rich, poor, free, slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their foreheads, and that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is the wisdom. Let him who has understanding calculate the number of Of the beast, for it is the number of a man. His number is 666. Fascinating. Now, let's just back up for a second and start at the beginning. John, this book of Revelation, is a letter that John, who is a pastor, is writing to his congregation. Don't forget that. Because sometimes we forget it. We get caught up in the Antichrist and the signs, and we'll talk about the mark and, and, you know, these things. And we forget that this is a loving pastor. John is a loving pastor who cares for his congregation, and he is writing them this loving letter. John at the time is on the island of Patmos, which is 50 miles from Ephesus. And there on this rocky, barren, desolate island of Patmos, he's, he's probably has on about as much clothes as a towel, He has very little food, very little vegetation, very little water to drink. And the highest form of technology at the time that John is writing this letter, the highest form of technology is a mule. A mule? Yeah. So as John is writing this letter, keep the context. This is a whole different world at the time that John is writing this prophecy, technologically and economically. Different. At the time that John is writing, most of the world's economics was done through bartering. So very, very different. And this is what makes this passage fascinating, intriguing, incredible. Because John looks down the tunnel of history into the area of prophecy. And John is describing exactly what our culture looks like today. What John is describing is not what our culture looked like a hundred years ago or even 70, maybe even 50. But John is describing in great minute, may I add, detail of what is going on in our culture today. Now, this passage, verses 16 through 18, has confused many, many Bible scholars. Not that they didn't believe it. They did believe it, but it seemed impossible a hundred years ago. 
And even 70 years ago, this would have been impossible. Today, it is not only possible, but improbable, but technologically, we are set up and waiting for this to just take its course. Actually, we have the technology in place for the mark of the beast. We have the technology in place. What we are waiting for is the psychology to follow. And I believe that the psychology is already in place. I'll tell you why later. Be that as it may, the mark of the beast on the right hand and on the forehead in and of itself is a spit slap in the face to God, mimicking and mocking what is holy what is good, what is right, what is godly. This is Satan's way of mocking God. How so, Rodney? Because in the Jewish culture, in the Shema, there was a, there's a quote that says, the Lord our God is one God. The Lord our God is one God. And what the Jewish people would do is they would take that quote, the Lord our God is one God, and they'd have it on a little piece of paper, and they would put it inside of a little leather box. And they would take that leather box and they would tie it, strap it around their heads at the forehead. And then they would take, again, the Lord our God is one God, put it in a leather box, put it on their right hand, tie it around their right hand. They would then go to the wailing wall as they are there today. The rabbis are there at the wailing wall. You can see it for yourself. And they're, they're at the wailing wall because they believe that the Shekinah glory of God from Daniel is behind the wall. That's why they stand there and pray. And they go on and on. The Lord our God is one God. The Lord our God is one God. The Lord our God is one God. And so the, 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 these leather boxes, they are known as phylacteries. These phylacteries are on the forehead and on the right hand. And notice Satan's mark is to be on the right hand and on the forehead. In other words, to mock God, to laugh at God, to mimic God. Because the people would put the boxes on their heads because it, it, it would speak to those who are watching and say to them that I always want to be thinking about the word. I always want to be in the word. I always want the word of God on my mind. And they would have it on their hands because they always want to be doing what is good and what is right and what is pure. And taking these hands that God is giving them and placing them to, in front of God to be used as holy and pure instruments of God. And so they would chant. The Lord our God is one God. And here we see Satan is mocking that. The Antichrist, the one in place of Christ, is mimicking God by putting the mark on the right hand and on the forehead. Now, Leviticus chapter 19, verse 28. I've got it for you on the screen. Notice what it says. You shall not make any cuttings in your flesh for the dead, nor tattoo any marks on you, I am God, or I am the Lord. God says to his people, he says that I do not want you cutting your flesh, and I don't want you tattooing your body. He says, I am the Lord. Now, I like that, because God says, don't do it, and I'm not going to tell you why, because he doesn't explain it to him. He doesn't say, well, this is why, and this is why, and this is why, and you need to understand this, and you need to understand that. God doesn't do that. God says, listen, don't do it. I'm telling you the reason why is because I'm God. Amen. 
Now, every parent in this room can relate to that. <laughs> Let me tell you something right now. I am your father. You are not mine. You don't pay rent here. You don't buy food here. Let me tell you something. You, I ain't got to explain nothing to you. You do what I tell you to do. <laughs> Sorry, I'm back. <laughs> and that's God. The same thing with God. God says, listen, don't mark your body. Why? Because God's a big meanie? No. God says, first of all, I don't want you marking your body because this is what the Canaanites did. This is what the pagan cultures would do. They would mark their bodies and cut their bodies and tattoo their bodies in honor and ownership of these pagan gods. And God says, I don't want you being like the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Parasites, and any other ite. God says, I want you to be my people. I want you to be separate. And therefore, don't do what they do. Reason number one. Reason number two, God is saying, I know what is coming down the pike. And as early as Leviticus, God is speaking as a father and he says, don't start messing around with marks of any kind. Because God knows. Listen, God knows the end from the beginning. Now, if God knows the end from the beginning, then in the beginning, God saw that Satan would use this very thing of the mark and tattooing to lull people into a place where he could control and dominate the earth. And God says, don't you do it because I am God. I know the end from the beginning. And I'm telling you that Satan would lull you to sleep so that you would take a mark. So just don't do it. Don't do it. And that's why I believe that Christians, listen, Christian, if you're contemplating getting a tattoo after each service today, interesting, people came to me and said, I now understand. I'm not getting a tattoo. After each service, if you're contemplating getting a tattoo and you're a Christian, don't. Don't do it. Don't do it. Now, listen, if you already have a tattoo and, and, and you're a Christian, OK, fine. Use that tattoo as a reminder, as a scar of your resurrected life in Jesus Christ. Now, use that tattoo to say, you know what? I got this tattoo right here, but this tattoo reminds me of the old life. Also brings me remembrance of the new life that I have in Jesus Christ. Any man in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things pass away. Behold, all things become new. And I use that tattoo to remind me of my old life and my resurrected life in Jesus that's what you do. Don't go try to scrape it off and hurt yourself. No. But if you don't already have a tattoo, listen, Christian, don't do it. Don't do it. You know, I had this talk with my family last night. I was sitting around talking with my kids and my wife, and we were talking about this. And I was saying that, you know, how important it is for, for Christians to just be separate from the world. Because, because this, this whole idea of tattooing has no real significance and value of glorifying God. And if what we are doing as Christians, whether it be tattooing or anything else, if it glorifies God, then I say go for it. If it's something that points to God, I say go for it. Yeah, I've heard of people saying I'm going to get a, 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 a Christian ichthus, a fish, or I'm going to get a cross on my body, or whatever it is. Okay, fine, but... Does God need that? Listen, we are stamped and sealed by the Holy Spirit. You already are tattooed. Why go there? 
And this whole thing of tattooing is Satan's attempt to lull people to sleep because, look, in our culture today, everyone's getting tattoos. And what's happening is when it comes time to take the mark on the right hair or on the forehead and everyone has already been getting a mark or everyone's already been getting tattoos, well, then it'll be no big deal. I mean, that's if you're still here when this happens. You understand? If you're still on the earth during the tribulation, well, then Satan will be lulling people, get a tattoo, and everybody has tattoos. And then when it's time to take the mark, then it'll be like, oh, well, everybody's doing it. Well, we can just get it. To, I mean, what's the big deal? Come on, lighten up, pastor. What's the big deal? Take the mark. Oh, saints, I believe it's Satan's attempt to lull us to sleep. What's the big deal? Everybody's doing it. Take the mark. If you don't already have one, don't get one. Because Satan can use those kinds of things to dull our minds as Christians. And listen, don't misunderstand me. You could leave here today. You could leave here today. Go get a tattoo. You're a Christian. You leave here today. Go get a tattoo. Listen, you're not going to go to hell. You're you're not going to go to hell if you get a... It's not about legalism. Like, Pastor Man, I thought you were in a grace, bro. What happened to grace? What a grace. I've been coming to this church all this time. All this grace talk now listen at you. Sounds like legalism to me. No, it's not legalism. I'm not being legalistic. I'm not saying you're going to go to hell. But I'm just saying, why do something that has this connection with that which is evil? You know, I've heard of Christians getting a tattoo dragon. What? Why? The dragon in China today speaks of evil, Satan. In our culture, we call this dragon clothing. You know, you see the shirts and they got dragons on them and dragons on the back and stuff like that. I'm, don't wear that stuff. You come to my house with a dragon on your clothes, take it off before you come in. I'll give you a shirt. You can't come to my house dead on. I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you. I want nothing to do with that. These things are evil. I want nothing to do. I don't want to compromise. So don't. Christians don't. And then notice, you can't buy or sell without the mark. In other words, the Antichrist is going to usher in a cashless culture, a cashless society, and the world will welcome it. Do you know the technology has already been in place now for decades For decades, the technology has been in place. We're waiting on the psychology of the people to follow. What do you mean? Well, think about it. The banking industry, they most certainly would welcome a cashless culture because every time you write a check, it costs the bank 30 to 35 to 60 cents, if I'm not mistaken, around those figures, to process your check. The banks are very interested in a cashless culture because it will lessen their costs. Electronic funds and dealing with money electronically will lessen their costs to one cent. One cent. So the banks most certainly would welcome a cashless culture. Not only the banks, but small business owners will welcome a cashless culture because they lose multiplied millions of dollars every year from employees who steal money from the register. 
So small business would welcome it. Of course, the government, Uncle Sam, IRS, they're pushing for a cashless culture because the government loses an estimated $1 trillion a year. Not million, not billion, $1 trillion a year in taxes the IRS loses in what is called underground economy. The underground economy is when you work and you get paid cash and you don't pay taxes on that money. IRS wants their money. They most certainly, law enforcement agencies are pushing for a cashless culture. Why? Because it will eliminate ATM robberies and store holdups. It would put, uh, be a death blow. A cashless society would be a death blow to the drug cartel. Because the drug dealers deal in cash. You know, drug dealers don't write a check for their cocaine. You knew that, didn't you? They don't put it on their credit card. They don't do that. So it would be a death blow. It was reported, it is reported that American government cannot account for 80% of all its cash currency. And the only way to get rid of the drug trade is to get rid of cash. We are moving toward a cashless society. It's already in motion. Visa card has more than 1 million combination credit debit cards issued worldwide. What John is talking about, people are now just using numbers to transact business. I discovered recently that the military is using the Mark card. Interesting, they would call it the Mark card. M-A-R-C. It stands for Multi-Technology Automated or Technological Automated Reader Card. This card is given to armed service personnel. And on that card, there is a chip. And on that chip is all the information necessary about that military person. His rank, MOS, his financial situation, his medical records, his dental records, everything needed for that military service person is on the mark card. Interesting, they've already handed out tens of thousands of these cards, and most certainly the military will welcome it because in battle, in war situations, if someone is missing in action or someone is taken as a POW, they can locate them instantly by satellite. The world will welcome it, the military Economically and technologically, we are ready for the automated society. There's all kinds of technology. I can't tell you about it all. Got to tell you about Applied Digital Solutions. This company, you can find them on the internet. They've got stock. This company has developed a chip known as Digital Angel. Interesting. The biocomputer chip is made from living protein and is implanted in the body and powered by the body's own biomedical electricity and is able to communicate with satellite. Man, we are there. We are there. And most certainly this chip implanted will make good sense to any grandparent or parent because if your child was kidnapped or lost, they could find that child just like that. Seconds. They want to experimenting, as a matter of fact, with convicted felons putting a chip under their skin. 
Because if they escape or they need to know something about them or their whereabouts, they can find them. In many of your cars, you have what is called OnStar, Global Positioning System, GPS. It's estimated that, that everything that moves in the United States, aircrafts, boats, shipping, car, bikes, trains, everything that moves will have a microchip that will track and report its location. You're OnStar. You lock your keys in the car. You call OnStar. They can unlock your car from where they are. They can also track you. You push the button. They come on. Hi, Mr. or whoever, Mrs., whoever you are. What can I do for you today? Well, I'm lost. Where are you? I'm here. Okay, go to the light, make a right, go to the light, make a left, go to the light, make a right, and you're where you need to go, mister. Unbelievable. They can track you anywhere they need to. And so we've already moved into the technology is in place. Now we have come along with the psychology and the Antichrist will come along and bring about all of these things in a one world system. American Airlines, what is their slogan? One world. Interesting. And they join with Michael Jackson. We are the world. <laughs> we are the children. You see, the Antichrist system will be universally embraced. And if you take the mark of the beast, you are pledging your allegiance to the Antichrist. Now, in closing, notice verse 18. The number of the beast is the number of a man, 666. You see that? 666. Now, this is by far not only the most famous number, but probably the scariest number in the world. I mean, people freak out if they get a driver's license, you know, and then the number 666 is on the driver's license. Oh, I got to get a new driver's license. A guy after service, second service came up and gave me his business card. And his last four digits of his phone number is last three digits is 666. I'm like, don't give me that card, man. You take that back. man. You take it back in the grocery store. Your total of your groceries comes up to $6.66. No! I'll give you seven bucks. I'll give you eight bucks. Anything but six, six, six. Your husband is acting up. At night, you start checking his hair for six, six, six. Oh, it's true. I mean, it's a scary thing. And there's all kinds of scary theories out there about the number and identifying who and what it is. Some have said when you study the universal product code, UPC, the barcode has three sets of six bars, making 666 on everything you buy. Someone have said, or some have said, that uh, Greek and Hebrew both have numeric values assigned to each letter. So you would take the name and run it through a code book and it would total up the letters to 666. And from that theory, many, many people from Nero to Ronald Wilson Reagan to Bill Clinton have been looked at as possibly the Antichrist. From Nero and Hitler, Stalin, Henry Kissinger, the Antichrist, Bill Clinton. Hmm. They might be on to something. Who is the man? We don't know. The truth be told, 
we don't know. I believe the number 666 is the number of the one who is the most evil of all men. This is his number. He is anti-Christ. He is anti-God. That much we do know. Who he is, we don't know. But based on what we have studied this morning, what we see going on technologically, economically, and the psychology of the people that it takes to come alongside and get with this program of the Antichrist, I could probably safely say to you this morning that the Antichrist is probably alive and on the earth today. Because all of these things have already lined up. We couldn't say this 100 years ago. We couldn't say it 50 years ago. But we can clearly and confidently say it today that the Antichrist is probably alive. And that would mean to me that Jesus is going to come soon. Any day, any moment, any time, Jesus is coming. And no, we're not to be looking for the Antichrist. We're to be looking for Jesus Christ. Amen? Because Jesus is coming soon. I got to close. I don't want to close, but I got to close. Stand to your feet, would you? You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch in Calvary Chapel, Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at 1-800-293-0923. That's 1-800-293-0923. Or you may listen to today's broadcast in its entirety by visiting the media library on our website at cccarry.org. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Salt and Light and pray that you have been blessed. Until next time, may you be salt and light.